Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Episode 192, Principles That Transform Your Mediumship Development. Before I get into this episode, I want to remind you we are currently taking new members for our 90-day business mastermind, which starts in May. And we currently have only three spots left for a psychic medium retreat, which starts April 23rd to April 26th. This episode, you will hear personal, real-life examples of how these principles transform everything to to do with mediumship development. You enjoy the show. Okay. <laughs> guys, welcome back. We're Ladies so, and guys, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. Today's episode is 192. Ooh. We're almost at 200 episodes. Yeah. Romeo's excited to be here too. He is. He loves working with us. And this is all about the principles that transform your mediumship development. And we want you to know that there this information that we're about to give it can really connect to coaching connect to when you're developing your intuition but this is these are key pieces that we recognize with our clients and with ourselves when we're doing this process of development so if you're someone that's interested in mediumship and you want to go deeper this is the episode to listen to and the reason why we're doing this episode is because we notice that people miss some of these key pieces Yes. Because a lot of them we've heard about a million times. We've heard it from books, from seminars, from different podcasts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it gets into our head and we get that head knowledge. We remember it. Right. And then we think that we're applying it. And then you go back and you reflect in your life and you think, wait, am I really applying this concept they're talking about? Or have I just heard it so many times where I think that I know it? Because you really don't know something until you're applying it over and over into your life, getting results for yourself, manifested it into your body, into your being. And I would say even farther, helping other people get results with it too. Right. So how much do you really know these concepts we're about to be talking about is what I'm going to challenge you to do. Do some deep reflecting on each of these principles we talk about. And being former teachers... <laughs> Um, definitely I feel like there's importance of even writing it on sticky notes or writing it on a notepad right now. When we're going through different concepts, write it down and think, do I do this right now? Maybe even write K for you know it and then D for I actually do it. Um, and give yourself the credit where credit is due if you can recognize some of these things. And you can even share in the chat. We like when you're interactive. We just got through with a pop-up group. Uh, last week and it was awesome because when we're in our pop-up trainings we're actually going through things and in the moment people are commenting or they're watching the replay and they comment as we're going and that's the the amazing piece with this podcast too is you can chat at the same time we want to hear from you yeah so exactly so right now check in with your body take a deep breath Check in with your body, get present into your body, get present into your mind, into your being. You're here right now, you're listening to this podcast, whether it's live or whether it's replay, that's how you will get the most value out of this, right? We could sit here and play this in the background while we're doing something else. Yeah, you might get something out of it, 
But if you're fully present, you're listening to your body, right? You're thinking about, is this head knowledge or is this wisdom that I have? Is this something that I've been applying or is this something that I just know in my mind, in my brain that I could pass a test with? So be very present as you're listening to this podcast episode. Yeah. So one of the main things, the most important thing, of course, is with anything that you're doing with mediumship, you have to be practicing. And a lot of people think that they can just practice with their friends or just practice with their family members. And in actuality, you need to practice with strangers. Even outside of your development group, you have to practice with, with people that are outside of there too. So students in class, you know, with my mentorship, Unlock Your Inner Medium, we practice with each other each week. But then there's opportunity to practice with people in the public. So I'll bring sitters on to those calls. And in the past, I think you've been on some of those calls too. When we first, when mm-hmm. I first started Unlock Your Inner Medium, and some of my friends and family that my students didn't know, they would sit, listen in, and get readings. Yeah, and the power of that too, whenever they're in your mediumship mastery circle or they're in your mentorship, yeah. is as they're practicing, you're watching it. Right. So you're able to critique them, to help them, to tell them what they're doing really good at, to tell them what they could improve on. How powerful is that? Right. Compared to just going out and doing readings without having that reflective feedback from somebody like you, who's a professional. You do this for a living. You've done readings for people all over the world. Right. So you've seen a lot of different personality patterns and different ways that readings will show up. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like one of the things that I love doing is when my students are in the middle of doing a reading, linking in with them and listening and thinking, okay, so I'm connecting in with that same spirit right now. Where can they go deeper here? Or I might write something down and tune in and hear something from that loved one and spirit and say, okay, what are they trying to tell you? And I feel like there there's many bonuses to that to have a group that you're connecting in with or have a teacher or mentor, whoever it is, wherever you feel drawn to, to go. Because over your, the course of your mediumship development, your teachers are going to change. As you change, your teachers might change or the program that you join, it might go a little bit next level with that same teacher, whatever it may be. But I find that it gives my students more confidence to know, okay, you're getting the same information or... I'm getting this information and you can see who I'm connecting in with. And I really feel like that gives more confidence to the students. And then also linking in and seeing, okay, what are they seeing right now? Why are they seeing that? So for example, and you've seen this before, especially at the retreat, someone might say, I have a man that's standing here and he has a mustache. Okay. And you're already connecting in with that same loved one in spirit and everything has been accurate. But now you're getting some new information. Sometimes that's not connecting with the same spirit. It's connecting with someone they're describing. And I can see that when you're in the middle of the reading. It's very interesting how little pieces can be tweaked or it could come in a certain way, um, especially during development, and you might not see the patterns right away. Yeah, so they want to practice with all these different outlets, right? You want to get creative. If, you, if you're somebody who you see yourself doing readings in front of big groups of people, right, they want to practice. Maybe they can get their friends together or if they're part of a group like yours, they could um, figure out a way to practice that there, mm-hmm. right, whether it's on Zoom, right? That's another thing too, practicing these group readings on Zoom too because you started doing that during um, COVID. 
yes. you start to do your um, mediumship platform readings on Zoom where there would be like, what, eight, ten people? Yeah, or if it was a bigger audience. Or a bigger it would audience. Be an intimate group of eight, or if there's a bigger audience. You 30, know, people, 30, 30 people, 40 people. But the point is, it's, it's all different, right? Going on Zoom or going in person. Yeah. And it's all the same, too, in one way, but you have to practice the different skills that go with each. Yeah, you want to be able to practice in different ways. You really do, so that you have that opportunity to see, oh, okay, it's not too different, but like technology. You know, technology with Zoom, now all of a sudden everyone knows what Zoom is, but when we were using Zoom, I think a lot of entrepreneurs were using Zoom at that point, but nobody else knew what Zoom was. So I had been using, we had been using Zoom for years before everything happened with like mm -hmm. the shutdown. Um, and then all of a sudden the schools opened up to it. So that's a key piece too. When you're doing development, you want to know how to use the technology too and you want to practice. You definitely do because with all the students we work with, especially in our 90-day business mastermind, the working mediums, our healers, our coaches, they really value their lifestyle, their freedom. Yeah. And part of that is having Zoom, right? So where you could work with clients from all over the world. You click a button, they're there. Right. Your session ends. You could go back to your family. You mm -hmm. could go back to your vacation. You could go back to whatever you're doing. And it's a seamless way to integrate your coaching or your reading sessions into your life, right? right? So it's it's powerful. It's powerful in so many ways. And there's so many reasons why you should turn this into wisdom, apply it into your life, figure out what are different ways that I can continue to practice my readings. Maybe I need to reach out to a support group like Lindsay's Mediumship Mastery Circle to where you have other heart-centered, valuable psychic mediums and healers that really level each other up on a monthly basis or how can you get creative in your own friend group and with the way that you're showing up with your mediumship so that way you can get this number one principle down practicing your mediumship and i feel like this is the principle that most of them they don't miss because it's it's so in your face right yeah practice your mediumship they know they need to do that but i think the other three principles are a lot easier to miss mm -hmm. because we don't realize how much they really impact our ability to give readings. Right. And by the way, this mediumship development, you could read a book on mediumship and think that you're developing mediumship. But if you're not taking action with the actual practice, that doesn't really fully count for the development. Like you're getting that, that knowledge, you're taking it in. And that might count like on your sticky note that you're writing or you're taking notes on this, like, Yes, you know it. You know that what you could do for mediumship development, but are you actually doing it and taking action? Well, there's a reason why when you, like, we both went to college for education, right? We're not just reading books there. Right. You, how, when did you learn the most? I learned the most the same way you did. Internships. Internships, right? Yeah, going into So you class. read about the first couple of years you're reading, you know, about teaching and you might do some small internships, but then the last two years you're fully immersed into internships that's where everything transforms right you need the reading yeah. piece too but we can't forget that we need to be in the field right in the field when you're in the game is when you really learn and when you really fucking know if you're not doing that and you're just reading about it and practicing behind the scenes and hiding away hiding away all your gifts and all of your talents right it's it's going to yeah. be there that's where it's going to be it's not going to be in the field mm -hmm. you're not going to be having the best results that you could possibly have for right. the clients, for yourself, for your fulfillment, for the world, for all of this. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to 
mediumship practice, after the mediumship practice or during, throughout the mediumship practice, you're going to have moments where you feel really confident at some points and then other times where you're not going to feel confident at all. And that's where that self-care comes in. And it's all about not just taking care of yourself and, you know, getting massages, getting facials and all that. Like I, I do all of that, but it's not just that. It's actually having the self-care connected to prepping your mind and preparing your mind and your mindset. And this is a huge thing that, that we continue to do all of the time when it comes to the work that we do. Well, yeah, we do it in our, in our pop-up groups, our free trainings. We do it in the Mediumship Mastery Circle yeah. group. We do it in our 90-Day Business Mastermind. We're always helping our clients find the blind spots, right? And sometimes yeah. they're not the blind spots, right? If I ask you what's the number one story that is stopping you from leveling up in your mediumship business or your healing business, what's that story that comes up? Like one of them could be, who are you to do this work, right? You know what some of those stories are, but some of them are blind. They're hidden. They're right. from you. They're your blind spots, right? So we do a lot of work with helping people really find those blind spots, one, and then two, work through them to where we realize where they're holding them back and how they can break through them to where they yeah. can continue to up-level their mediumship. Because there's so many mediums out there that are practicing, they're doing step one, and they're doing it in a lot of variety of ways, and they're wondering why they're plateauing. And many times it's because they're forgetting this next piece of finding the blind spots, those stories that are going on in their mind, in their world, that's holding them back, that's keeping them in the same level they're at, which is fine if that's where you wanna be, but we're all humans, we're all souls. Yeah. Progress is our number one goal, right? That's how we feel fulfilled. That's how we feel like we're moving, we're making an impact. Yeah, and a lot of the big things that come up, one of the big things that comes up for mediums is they're so used to go, 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 where they don't have any time, any downtime during the process of mediumship. So they might be practicing mediumship, but they're actually not taking time to reflect on mediumship or they're not taking time to have a life outside of mediumship. And that's where self-care comes into play too. It's like the mindset. It's looking at, you know, the shadow sides of yourself, like Tony was saying, but also those pieces of, okay, why am I pushing myself in this part of my life and not slowing down enough to enjoy things? Why am I, you know, staying busy and not taking the time to be present? And that's part of self-care too. Yeah, it is. It's it's finding that balance, right, of self-care as I'm caring about the whole self, my being, the human part, all of yeah. it. So, like, we came to Earth to be humans, too, to enjoy, to live, right? We're not just here to go and, you know, give readings all day long every day, right? Maybe a few people are. I haven't met them yet. But I feel like we're here to do a lot of different things. Most people we talk to, they're multi-passionate. Right. They have all these yeah. different passions and think about in your life, you have all these different passions, all these different experiences that you want to do in your life. Like one of ours, is we, we love doing road trips. We've done many of them. Lindsay's starting to get sick of them over time, mm -hmm. but we've done so many road trips in the last Not 10 years all over the United States. And we've seen a lot of beautiful different cities. And that was part of us being human and having that adventure and it directly connects to our healing abilities and our ability to give readings because there is a time to where you're building your business, building your business, you're serving people, 
then all of a sudden you hit a point where you're like, shit, I got to check out, right? I hear this from everybody. We all have different times and different amounts, you know, that we need or how many times we need that per year. But there's times to where, you know, even on a weekly basis to where you need to go check out, you need to go ride a bike or go take a trip or, or go do uh, whatever it is that you do. That's one of your hobbies. That's, you know, you're, you followed that internal calling to be a medium. Now follow that internal calling to your hobbies and to your passions and to your other things outside of mediumship um, as well. Yeah. That's part of what self-care is. And it's making me think of my mentor, Mavis Patilla, which most of you, if you're connected to me online or you, or you know me, or you're, you're my student, then you know how pivotal Mavis has been in my mediumship journey. And one of the things that I think about, I didn't, we actually, it's on our podcast. It's a, I forget the title of it, but um, I just shared it on social media. There's an interview that I did with Mavis and she talked about the importance of how she kind of, with her mediumship development. It's episode six. Yeah, episode six. So it's all the way podcast. episode six. Go back and watch or listen to that too. Yeah, that's a really important one if you're developing your mediumship. Um one of the things that she mentioned was she she likes to have a gin and, and tonic. Um, she she has cigarettes. She eats meat, and she talks about this thing that she doesn't do rituals. All of these things in her mediumship because she has to be human too. And at the very beginning of her mediumship, she shared the story with us that she was all about rituals. And one day, one of, I think it was her teacher, asked her to do an event at a, at a church, or she was asked to do an event at the church, and it was very last minute. And she's like, oh, I can't do it. I have to go home. I have to take a shower. I have to do this. I have to do that. He's like, no, you can do it. So she did it anyways, and she did just fine. But before it, she said she always had these hang-ups, she called them, and it was about how she had to do things a certain way. And over time, she recognized that that human part of herself was so important. Like the rituals went away and her living her life as a human. And one thing that I remember from her too, we did events together also with our mentorship. So she would leave the mentor, the um, event, if we did a platform event or she did a platform event and she would go outside and have a cigarette and talk to her, her people on the other side and say, how did I do? And that moment of reflection actually helped her and her development to continue on to reflect on that that is part of self-care and i do that now too because she taught me how to you go take out and smoke cigarettes no i don't know i don't smoke cigarettes but i do talk to my past loved ones after like how did i do and she's one of them that i ask george is the other one and they're usually with me at my events now um, in spirit, but I will talk to them and ask, how did I do? Is there anything I could do to improve? And I will get answers. And even before my events, I will talk to. And I feel like that's part of self-care. That's part of reflection. And I want to share a story. And I don't know if I got to share it with you, but I shared it with my mediumship members and I'll share it here. This summer, I had an event and I was going to the group event. And I was driving there, and it was a small, intimate group at someone's house. And on the way there, I heard there's going to be one person that's late. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. So I show up there. There was two people that weren't there when I got there, but everyone else is there. And then another person came in. And um, 
as we were sitting there waiting for this one person, and I had never been to this house, um, somehow the lady connected, called again to check, like, are you coming? And she's like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot today was the day. She thought it was a different day for the group reading. So she did show up late. And the reason I share that story is because self-care is about preparing and reflecting too before and after your mediumship readings. And I knew that someone was going to show up late because of what they said, but it was even more reason like they knew what was happening too. So they were there to support me, to tell me they knew what was going to happen. I feel like that's important because it adds some faith to the work that we do too. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, and that, that's valuable what you shared about Mavis. Yeah. Too, because we hear a lot like that, that story we talked about earlier. Like what's that story that comes up that stops you from your next level of mediumship? Well, a lot of people is like, who are you to do this work? Meaning, you know, what I take from that a lot of times is you're human. You have all these things that are wrong with you. How can you do this spiritual work? Right. And then you share a story about Mavis, who she's been immersed in this spiritual work, making an impact all over the yeah. world, worldly renowned and, you know, doing the work for what, 50, 60 years. And here she is. She's this human person. And I think that's why people love her so much, too. Yeah. And not that you have to smoke cigarettes or do this. It's just the way that mm -hmm. she showed up. She's smoking her cigarette. She's drinking her whiskey and she's real. The most importantly, it's in her energy. It's like when you're around her, it gives you permission to be human yourself. Mm -hmm. And we're giving you and of permission course she right didn't now. didn't drink while she was doing her events. No, <laughs> no. Was, no. Okay. We're giving you permission right now that it's okay if you have a human side, right? We're not giving you permission to keep, you know, making shitty choices and, and validating it. No, like keep improving yourself. Of course, try to get better each day, each month, but don't stop your spiritual work because you think that, oh, I'm a human, so I need to wait till I'm perfect or. I'm at this standard before I do this work. It doesn't exist, right? Any spiritual leader that you that's ever walked this planet has been human also. Right. Okay, so principle number three. So we did mediumship practice, self-care. Number three is physical movement, not forgetting that we do have a body. Yeah, and that's important to go in between your readings really focusing in on your energy levels and making sure that you're reflecting on how you're feeling energetically. Because when you're putting out so much energy when it comes to readings, whether it's practicing mediumship development or, you know, you're doing readings full time, you're getting paid also, most likely you're still a student. Because for me, I'm always learning when it comes to mediumship development. And we always are developing our skills and mindset or whatever it is, because we're always going to be students. I, I still take classes for mediumship because it is part of the self-care piece. So when you're doing these things, you need to be able to move your body and feel like you have that energy to sustain when it comes to working with the spirit realm. And at first, when I first thought about this, I thought, oh, it doesn't make a difference. But actually, when I added the walking piece into my physical exercise in between readings or after readings, I started to notice a huge difference in my energy levels and also the impact it had on my readings that I could focus more too. So I feel like the blood flow is happening. You're able to sustain that energy and you can also ground yourself too by going outside. 
Yeah, yeah. It's basically looking at it's the whole human again. You're the human. You're the soul. Mm-hmm. You're the body, right? Say this pin is the body. Well, we could go and do everything else, the mediumship practice, and do everything. We could forget about our body. We could detach from it. We cannot bring our presence to it, and then we forget where the pains are. We forget, you know, what the body's telling us with our signals, because the body is a communication device too. So if you ignore it. You're ignoring some of your mediumship. You're ignoring some of God or the universe, right? That's speaking to you. So that's the point of having this physical movement too, is we found a common pattern with healers and psychic mediums, empaths, people that are so used to going out on healing people, helping everybody else. Another common pattern is they're detached from their own body, right? They forget about their themselves and it manifests in a lot of different ways. It manifests in them not taking care of their body or um, obsessively taking care of it, or it also manifests in um, work addiction, right? Over Overworking, and a lot of different ways this will manifest. And that's why with most podcasts, with all the trainings we do, we always bring people back into their bodies. We always do a little meditation, whether it's a couple minutes or so, to get present inside of your body. And that's a practice that you could do every single day along with the strategic walks, what Lindsay was talking about. So you do two readings and then you got a two hour break between your next reading. Go for a 30 minute walk, right? Go get some fresh air or a 10 minute walk right? to kind of decompress. So you're using this physical movement as a strategy that Mm -hmm. way, but you're also using it with this principle to where you're like, oh shit, I do have a body. Let me make sure throughout the day I'm present inside of my body. Let me listen to it. What is it telling me to do? Does it like this food before I do readings? Does it like this food after I do readings? Right, and this gets easier and easier and easier. It could sound like, oh, this is painful. This is gonna be boring to do, it's too much work. No, be gentle with yourself, have fun with this, but just look over the next year, five years that you're going to get better with your body awareness. That's the whole point of this. So in the comments, if you're seeing this, um, whether it's on YouTube or it's on uh, Facebook Live. Hi Raven. Hi, Raven. I want you to share, if you know this information, the importance of moving your physical body to help your mediumship development, write a K. If you're actually doing it, write a D. Okay? Share with us. Like, are you doing this yet? Do you know it? If you don't know it, just just say, don't know. Yeah, how is you know? it manifesting in your world? How are you using your this, this physical movement as a strategy to increase your mediumship skills and to have a more fulfilled life, a more joyful, feel good life, right? Okay, so the last one really, and you kind of touched on this too. Um, okay, sometimes. Okay, that's an honest answer. That is an honest answer. So the last thing you kind of touched on it, Tony, was the importance of nutrition. Now, when we say nutrition, um, I also, I'm not a vegetarian, so that's one thing that I'm not. Like, usually after an event, I crave something that's really grounding. Like a hamburger. Yeah, it might be a hamburger. I don't know if I'm always going to eat hamburgers, you know, but I feel like it's important when it comes to nutrition with mediumship development to make sure that you're getting the vitamins that are energizing you when it comes to this work. Because I've noticed like this, um, I'm actually, I'm drinking coffee right now. And during some of my events, I actually drink coffee. I have like a water and a coffee. 
either before or during my, I always have water um, at my events, but this is a reishi mushroom coffee. So there's reishi in there and reishi mushroom is so powerful with concentration and energy levels. You don't crash with it. I'm not telling you to go in and buy coffee before your event because you might not need that. But I do notice a difference with, you know, different things like cacao powder and how it sustains my energy, reishi powder, maca, all of these things that we can sprinkle in our drinks, even working when we're working with our 90 day business masterminders or uh, we're in our membership group. These are things that we share with our people and they notice a huge difference um, when they try it out themselves. Yes. And you, you've noticed it too. We've talked about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And and with the water, right? It, with, it goes with hydration as well. Yeah. So it's what you're drinking. It's the water. So nutrition, you got the nutrition, you got the cacao, you got the maca powder, you got red reishi mushroom, mm-hmm. right? You got all these different things. Um, obviously, you want to eat as many vegetables as possible, you know, fill your plate up with vegetables. Um and then with the water. So each day we started a new water routine. Yeah. Which I we love didn't that. we didn't do it the last oh yeah, you did it yesterday, did but it yesterday. the day before we missed. But most days we're tell them about our water routine. So the water routine is having you can buy a jug of this water or one of those little water dispensers, um, and including some sort of fruit in it so that it's wet water. So it absorbs more in your in your body. So the other day I cut up cucumbers in the morning, put it in the glass water jug and it's just easy you just press the the water um nozzle nozzle (laughs) and keep refilling so you kind of know how much you're drinking and there's like three different ones so if we wanted to at the beginning we were putting our water my water in one jug and tony's in another and then we would know how much water we were drinking but it really makes a difference when things are prepared and you have like cucumbers and water or lemon and oranges or Whatever it may be, because it really does hydrate you in a different way. Yeah, it adds those electrolytes. What she was saying is it makes the water more wet. So when you don't have enough electrolytes in your body, you go to drink water, you're really just going to pee it out, right? But when you add the lemon, the lime, oranges, cucumber, um, blueberries, different electrolytes and infuse it into the water, now all of a sudden your body's absorbing the water at a higher rate. That's part of nutrition as well. So... Add, follow some kind of nutritional path, right? Like, Lindsay, you, you tried out the Net May. Um, we studied uh, Tom Brady's. We're adding in our own, you know, different twists to everything. Each year we focus on eating less meat. And I feel like we have been the last several years we eat less meat over the years. So there's different things that we're trying out. The most important thing you do is pay attention to your own body. The same thing that you've been doing with all these principles, paying attention to your own experiences because – how food affects us might affect you differently and affect the next person differently. So don't forget about the nutritional piece. Don't forget about the physical movement. Don't forget about the self-care and don't forget about the mediumship practice. And as you add all of these pieces together, you'll start to see your mediumship up leveling at a faster and faster rate. So you want to go through each of these levels, like go through each of them right now and rate yourself a one out of 10. So 10 being, oh, I mastered this area. A one being, oh man, I'm shitty in this area. I need to add a little bit more focus to this area. So think about your mediumship practice. One, 
to a 10, what do you score? Score yourself right now. And then think about self-care with everything we talked mm-hmm. about in this episode. One to a 10, what do you score yourself? Physical movement, same thing. Nutrition, same thing. And then also add more pieces. What tweaks can I add to each area? What's one small habit that I'll try out right now? Right? Don't try to think of a million different habits. Like maybe with the nutrition, you're not putting lemons in your water or fruits or cucumbers. And that's one small habit you're going to start implementing into your life. Because remember, you've heard about a lot of the things we talked about a million times, right? Throughout your life, most likely. But are they head knowledge or are they wisdom? And can you make some of that head knowledge to where it becomes wisdom, right? What pieces are you not applying into your life and that you know that you need to be applying into your life? And self-care, that piece, it could be something like you're taking out a journal and you're writing things that are going on. You're celebrating your readings. You're you're thinking about what you could work on. But don't do everything at once. With Do each of these, but take one little piece at the beginning and and get that support that you need to. Yeah, the support you need. And that's another thing. Healers, psychic mediums, coaches, they want to go help everybody. But another pattern, pattern too is they resist that support. So are you resisting support in your life right now when it comes to your mediumship, when it comes to your coaching or healing? Right? Who can you reach out to? Right? Those paid programs. We talked about mediumship mastery circle, a monthly program for psychic mediums which is open right now for a short it's open right now you could you could join something like that there's free ones out there there's other paid ones right where's your heart resonating where can you get the support that you need with any of these principles right so we hope you enjoyed this episode share with us in the comments anything any insights that you had and some action steps because without action you're going to stay in the same spot and you want to move and you don't want to be at a plateau so what action steps are you going to take just from listening to this episode we're so glad that you guys were here if you're watching the replay put replay below too and we will see you next time bye guys We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day. 